morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, May 12th. Today is International Nurses Day, so I'm giving a big shout-out to the often underappreciated healthcare workers who look out for us when we need them most. So thank you so much for all you do. And from the history file on this date in 1780, during the Revolutionary War, the besieged city of Charleston surrendered to British forces. The holy city lost that battle, but proved that you can't keep a great city down. Now let's get to that first alert forecast on this Thursday. And good Thursday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sofine. Starting out with some clouds already out the door this morning. Temperatures in the 60s will be another day with a breeze out of the north, but a cooler breeze. High temperatures only making it up into the low 70s today will be around 70 at lunchtime. Chance of showers increases as the day wears on. Mainly dry this morning, but the chance of some scattered showers from the time the kids get out of school, especially into this evening. Rain chance continues to go up tonight and into the day tomorrow. We'll have to dodge some raindrops at times. Much needed rain, not all day rain events uh, today or tomorrow, but we'll have to at least carry the umbrellas with us tomorrow afternoon. A little warmer in the upper 70s on Saturday into Sunday. Heating up will be near 90 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. Thank you, Joey. Lots of questions still remain after a crash involving a Charleston County Sheriff's deputy left three people dead on Mother's Day. Sheriff Kristen Graziano held a press conference yesterday to discuss where they are in that investigation. Deputy Emily Pelletier was hired last year and was responding to a disabled vehicle on Savannah Highway when the crash happened. Several hours later, while deputies were blocking off the roadway, another driver disregarded the roadblocks and smashed into the car of deputies Jonathan Rand and Joy DeSomber. Highway Patrol is investigating that crash as well, but Sheriff Graziano says there's no evidence of drugs or alcohol involved. All three are expected to survive. Graziano says they are reviewing their policies for how deputies respond to calls, especially non-emergency calls. You know, it shouldn't take a tragedy to review our policies, and it doesn't. We're, we're consistently and continuously reviewing policies to respond. Uh, in any rate, they have to respond with due care uh, and safety to others. Well, Graziano went on to say that they don't know if Pelletier had her lights or sirens on or how fast either vehicle was going at the time of the deadly crash. She says data from the dash cam could not be retrieved, but everything has been turned over to the South Carolina Highway Patrol for investigation. Meanwhile, funeral arrangements for mother Stephanie Dantzler and her daughters Shanice and Miranda Dantzler-Williams have been finalized. The three women were tragically killed in that crash on Sunday night. Visitation will take place tomorrow from 3 until 6. 6 p.m. at Coger's Mortuary at 508 South Jeffreys Boulevard in Walterboro. The funeral will take place Saturday at 11, 11 a.m. at Walterboro Christian Center, located at 320 Robertson Boulevard, again in Walterboro. Families and players for the North Charleston Angels and Royals returned to Pepper Hill Park for a matchup last night. You might remember those are the two teams whose game was interrupted by gunfire at the park about two weeks ago. Melissa Rademacher was at the park and has a recap. In the last two weeks, many parents and families said they don't plan to go back to the park, and they didn't. The teams had a few less players each because of it, but for the families there, they say it's good to get back on the field and see some safety changes come to the park. Since the shooting, the city has installed a few new lights in the parking lot and has police officers stationed at every game. 
They also have a plan to build more fencing and put in more cameras. Families at the Wednesday night game say they felt good coming back in the daylight with the police presence. One parent says it's important to teach her kids to conquer their fears and move on, focusing on the positive things, like their team of friends and love for the game. And we don't let the bad win, you know. We let uh, love win, we let God win, and we don't let the evil take over our lives. And so that was kind of the motto that, uh, you know, we took and we talked about it with the boys. Officials say the fence will take time to order and the cameras will take time to put up. For now, police officers will be stationed at games for as long as the city and families find it necessary. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. Berkeley County investigators hope new details about an unidentified woman discovered nearly 45 years ago might finally solve the mystery of who she was. In October of 1977, workers found scattered human remains off Highway 52 near Old Mount Holly in uh, Goose Creek. There wasn't much known about the person until recently. Now, the sheriff's office says new technology shows what that person may have looked like. A forensic analysis of the skull and digital reconstruction shows the woman was likely black, 5'4 to 5'6, and a medium build. Her cause of death is undetermined. The sheriff's office is asking anyone with information in that case to reach out. The Charleston Police Department is asking for your help in finding a suspect in a hit and run. They say the man you see right here is one of her questioning. They believe he hit a car that was turning. It happened on Meeting Street near Queen Street just before 7.30 p.m. back on April the 11th. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Charleston Police Department. Well, AT&T users in the state will soon have a new feature, making it easier for emergency services to find and send help to wireless 911 callers. Lauren Quinlan joining us live. And Lauren, you spoke with the company who says that this new technology will fill a significant need. A South Carolina AT&T spokesperson told me this new technology will narrow down a caller's location from a 10-mile radius to about half the size of a football field. Locate before route. This is what AT&T is calling their new feature that will use GPS tracking instead of cell towers to provide a more precise location for first responders. In the early days of 911, people called in from landlines, which could track their location. Now, about 80% of emergency calls are made from mobile devices, and tracking them isn't as simple. Traditionally, 911 calls from mobile devices were based on cell towers, which range from a 10-mile radius, and this has caused delays in response times from first responders not being able to pinpoint where help is needed. Now, AT&T can identify within 55 yards or about half the size of a football field where a wireless call is located and send this information to a 911 dispatcher. The company says this should provide faster response times to people in need. It should be in South Carolina uh, by the end of June. And, um, you know, as, as technology evolves, as people's needs evolve, uh, we need to be able to get to people in need with our first responders. And I think we could agree that half a football field is a lot more accurate and can give people a lot more peace of mind. The service will automatically be available by the end of June for AT&T's post and prepaid networks, Cricket customers, Apple and Android. AT&T says the phones will only be tracked when they call 911, and the purpose is to provide customer safety and to get those faster response times from first responders. Live in West Ashley, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. I heard the shots. I felt it. 
that was my son. A body cam is supposed to provide transparency, but the video it takes, you might never see. Life 5's Lisa Wiseman investigates one family struggle to discover what really happened the day their son died. I want the full tape played. I want them to hear from front to rear everything that happened that night. And how police decide what you're allowed to see. If we don't have anything to hide, then why even question it? Tonight at 7. If you're of a certain age, I bet I know what movie you were planning on seeing on this date in 1986. Top Gun, of course, made its debut then. It would only take 36 years for Tom Cruise to return for a sequel. From the birthday file today, singer-musician Steve Winwood is 74, actor Emilio Estevez, the son of Martin Sheen and the brother of Charlie Sheen, is 60. And actress Kim Fields, you know her as Tootie from The Facts of Life, is 53. Happy birthday to them, and thanks again to you for joining us on Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.